Hi, we're Bridget and Bitches and we're back with Book Club. We're talking about The Viscount Who Loved Me, book two in the series. And today we're talking about chapter nine. My name's Christina. And I'm Natalie. Cool. So where do we leave off on chapter eight? Oh, God. Oh, chapter eight. Anthony and Kate are in the garden and he's thinking about moving in and kissing her again. Mm-hmm. And then chapter nine opens with Colin interrupting them. Yes, that's right. Good one, Colin. Um, and basically, he's kind of relieved. Anthony's kind of relieved that Colin has interrupted them because he says, you know, he's not really ready to give up his honour. He mm-hmm. says, you know, one kiss, fine, a mistake. A second kiss would mean bigger repercussions, right? Yeah, like even he recognises that like a first kiss, yeah, you can make excuses for, but if he kissed her again, like he would have to withdraw his interest in Edwina out of honour, which was quite nice. But he's seriously thinking about it, isn't he? Like, yeah. He was going to kiss her. He really was. And he, so that means to me that he thought it was worth losing Edwina. But it's an impulse that's hard to control. And I think actually he knows it's not worth losing Edwina because he's quite relieved that Colin has stepped in. Yeah, and I liked how in the book it says uh, Kate was totally unaware how close she'd been to, be, to being kissed utterly senseless. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And Kate, so they start... Colin basically says, look, we're going to go and play a game of pole mole, which is a bit like croquet, isn't it? Um, and Colin um, invites Kate to play. And Kate and Colin start having a little bit of banter again. And do yeah. you remember this happened in an earlier chapter when they were at the ball? Yeah. And we were wondering whether that was kind of going to come a, a thing and that maybe Anthony would start to get a bit jealous of Colin and Kate getting closer. I want them to. I want Anthony to get jealous. But Colin basically says, look... Anthony, let's make ourselves scarce because mum has basically invited a load of other ladies. And he describes these ladies as milk sop missus. Have you heard of that expression before? Yeah. Is that just, what's that? It's It's like a bit pathetic. A bit pathetic, yeah. Yeah. And also, what is Pau Mau? Is that an American version of through? I think it's, he says it's French. Oh, it doesn't sound French. When they were playing it on the TV show, um, it just looked like croquet. Yeah. Um, but I'm really still hoping, I'm holding out that Kate and um, Colin will become closer and yeah. that there'll be some jealousy. Because in the TV show, there is that third person. Do you remember Kate hangs out with that guy and they're boating and Anthony gets really, really jealous? Oh, yeah. We need that jealousy. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't want her to be too available. Exactly. Who was that guy? He was the one who sits next to Kate in the horse races in the TV He was show. Anthony's friend and Anthony engineered it. Yeah, and then and then the friend was like, actually, mm. I do like you. So, so I feel like they've left that out, but maybe someone will pop up. I hope so. But I like how Colin and Kate, they just enter their conversation so easy. And it's like a gentle mm. banter. And she does seem to slot in really easily. Or the are they just, yeah, are they just showing that? So instead of Colin being a potential suitor, is it just, oh my God, Kate gets on with everybody in the Bridgerton family it's meant to be? You know, they haven't done that in Bridgerton yet. They haven't had two people from the same family fighting over, oh no, they kind of have, haven't they, with Kate and Edwina? Oh, but they okay. haven't done it in such a way that, like, say, for example, Benedict and Colin are fighting over the same woman. But is it because that would never happen because their family's just so, so close? I guess so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, let's see. I, I, I still have a feeling that could happen. I'm not sure. Like what Colin might show an interest in Kate. Yeah, I want I want that to happen. Like maybe he'll say something like, oh, Kate is far more of a catch than Edwina is. Like, do you think he'll say something like that? I was hoping he would 
yeah, like that he would, I don't know, that, that Anthony would get jealous. Mm. Um, so Colin then takes Kate's arm. But unfortunately, Anthony uses this as a ploy. And he says, well, we'll have to invite Edwina. And Kate's like, damn it, I'm trying to avoid Anthony and Edwina spending time together. So she's not happy, but she can't object. She's got no reason to object. So Anthony says he'll go and get Edwina. And then Kate is walking with Colin. Wait, though, is one of the reasons that Anthony says about getting Edwina, he's like, oh, yeah, because... Mama Bridgerton has a thing about we've always got to go out in even numbers. Did you know? But there's lots that? of other people he could invite, and yeah. Kate realizes that Anthony is using this as a ploy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Colin and Kate are walking and they're chatting, and again they have to drop in. They have to start making comparisons about Anthony and Kate. Yeah. So, um, Kate makes a comment to Anthony and says, "Oh, actually, Colin says, which actually we know the real reason for this." Even though Anthony loves this house, he doesn't spend much time here. Yeah. And Kate says, really? If I had a house like Aubrey, I would never go to London. Yeah. And Colin like gets really surprised. He looks around at her and he says, oh, my God, you're, you're a lot like Anthony, aren't you? And she's like, you must be joking. So we're starting to see yeah. all these little comparisons coming out of the woodwork. And then Colin says he starts a little bit and he says, actually, maybe it's just because you guys are both the eldest. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think how her comment about saying how she'd rather stay in the countryside is anything to do with her being the elder. I think he's noticed other similarities. He's kind of referring to those other ones as well. Yeah. And then he starts to talk about, oh, you know, I'd hate to be in Anthony's shoes as being the heir, having all the responsibility that he has. And Kate is thinking, you know what? I don't want to hear it because I don't want to feel sorry for him. I don't want to like him. And also how can how hard can it possibly be? And it isn't like he hasn't had his share of fun. Like, he's a rake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's been tied to this house. I mean, and... he does have an enormous amount of responsibility for the family. Like he's, the, he's the head of the family. He has to ensure that they're all looked after. He's stepped in with the younger ones to be a bit of a father figure. He has to control the finances and the future and everything. It is a huge responsibility, but I think she, that's why she doesn't want to hear about it. She's like, I don't want to feel for him or like him. Yeah. Um... And then this bit, which I think you liked, isn't it? That they they get to meet Daphne and Simon. They rock up. Yeah, I like that. And Daphne just comes across as really open and um, and really friendly. She's like straight away. She's like, oh, "Hi, nice to meet you." Like, you if you're going to play this game, like if you're brave enough to play this game, I wouldn't want you as an enemy. Call me what is it? Call me Daphne. Like, so she yeah, because they're like, "Oh, your grace, your grace," bowing, mm. and she's like, "Oh, call me Daphne," and she's really, really friendly. Yeah, and like straight away, she's like, "You guys finish setting up the game," and then she kind of takes Kate by the arm, and they sort of go off and talk, don't they? And Kate notices, which I thought was quite sweet. She said the Duke clearly adores her to distraction. Yeah, um, and she wants that for Edwina. She never says, "I want that for myself." Oh, she's always thinking about. Oh, she's always thinking about Edwina. Apart from she's making out with her fiance. I know. And then it's like Edwina who? Yeah, damn straight. Um, Daphne is very, very competitive, and she's explaining to um, Kate, "This is how we play. We get really competitive. It's all about making the other sibling lose the game rather than trying to win the game." That's how in the previous, like previously, Colin's talking about how like one of the red balls is in the middle of the lake, and like yeah, and how. Colin always puts the hoops over the tree roots and how they always try and gang up against Anthony. And it's, it is, it sounds like a really competitive family, but Kate's a bit like, oh, this sounds a bit intense. And Daphne's like, no, no, it's really fun, I promise. Yeah. 
um, Kate says something really odd, which I don't love, and it goes back to this whole violence theme that there is, um, which I find odd. So uh, basically Daphne's asking Kate, how many siblings do you have? Do you just have a sister? And Kate's like, yeah, just the one sister. And Daphne says, you know, I have four brothers, um, which made growing up fun. And Kate says this, which I just thought, are you all right, Kate? Like, I don't know what's going on with your head, but she says, four brothers? Can you give a man a black eye and knock him to the ground? And I was a bit like, of all the things to say, why is that your first thing to say? Like, why is she so violent? Yeah. What is her issue? Yeah, that is weird. What was Daphne's reaction? She... Or oh, even she laughs it off, doesn't she? And no. then she says, ask my husband. And then the Duke says, what did you say? And she says nothing. It's it's this really... I don't know whether the uh, writer is just really into, like... Um, what's the word when you, like, kind of rough and violent? There's an S&M or something. But there's this kind of an undercurrent of violence yeah. like that we were uncomfortable with between Anthony and Kate. And it's coming up again here. And then even Daphne's getting in on it. Like, I'll ask my husband if I can beat him up. And I'm like, I don't really get it. Is it because the expectation is that if you've got brothers, then they teach you how to defend yourself? Yeah, I guess. But to give someone a black eye and knock them to the ground. It was just, it came out of nowhere. And then I was thinking, God, imagine if it was gender reversed. And she was talking (laughs) to a guy. And he was like, I've got four sisters. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, yeah, do you beat them up? Do you give them a black eye? I just thought it was really weird. I mean, what else could she have said then? Four brothers, that must have been fun. Um, I don't know, did you learn how to go fly fishing? Or did, did they learn? teach you how to climb a tree? Or yeah. like, it was just weird. Or I bet you know how to handle yourself. She's Would a, that have been okay? Yeah, like she's just very violent, isn't she? Like yeah. when she was biting Anthony on the leg and we were like really I creeped still, out. I'm not okay with that. I'm still recovering from that. Was it here that you wanted me to read the passage? Oh, yeah, there was just a really nice bit of dialogue between Daphne and the Duke. And it's like a really clever way of them trying to impart a little bit of knowledge about the sexes. Yeah, so... And we get to see a little bit of insight as to Simon and, and Daphne as well, which I like. So she's the, Daphne's talking about what she's learned about men. And she says, I've also learned, she whispered to Kate, when it's best just to keep one's mouth shop, shut... Men are much easier to manage once you understand a few basic facts about their nature. They're not as smart as we are. They're not as intuitive as we are. And they certainly don't need to know about 50% of what we do. She looked around. He didn't hear that, did he? Simon stepped out from behind the tree. Every word. (laughs) No, no, and then what does he say? That's quite funny. He says, I've learned a thing or two about women over the years. Um... They're much easier to manage if one allows them to believe that they are smarter and more intuitive than men. And, he added with a superior glance at his wife, our lives are much more peaceful if we pretend that we're only aware of about 50% of what they do. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I just really liked it. I just thought it was really nice. It was quite nice to see them come back because obviously in the show, it's obviously just Daphne. Yeah. Because the Duke's not around. Very sad. So then it feels like Kate's basically getting to know the family. She knows Colin a little bit now. She's met Kate and the Duke. But the whole time she's looking at, she keeps asking Colin, what's the time? And he keeps looking at his little pocket watch because she's very aware in her mind that Anthony and Edwina have now been alone together for 20 minutes. They're now 15 minutes late. It's been 14 minutes and she's really worried about it. So at the... If we go back a little bit, when Anthony decides he's going to go get Edwina 
and Kate goes off with Colin, she makes a point of asking Colin what time it is mm-hmm. so that she can keep track of time. Um, and it's funny because when we get to this point where she's speaking to Daphne and they're setting up the course and she asks again, Colin, what time it is. Um, and then more time passes. She, just before she's wondering what time it is, Colin says, are you going to ask me what time it is again? And she said, no. And Colin says, because I've noticed that your hand does a funny gesture just before you're about to ask me. And she says something. And he says, I'm very observant. And I was like, oh, so in the third book or when the, in the book that talks about Colin and Penelope's romance, is he that observant? Because in this book, they're making out he's observant enough to notice a little twitch that Kate has before she asks a question. Is that saying that Colin is very, is he very um, observant in the book when it comes to his love life? Well, I guess we'll see in the next book. But to me, that was a bit of maybe a hint that they might there might be something there between him and Kate. The fact that he's already noticed that about her and he's reading her body language. It it sounded like something maybe Anthony would say. And he's very attentive, like for him to be watching Kate Mm. so closely that he's noticed that, that would be really cool. I would love it if Colin and Kate got together in the books. Yeah, what I loved is Colin's when she asked the time again and he knows she's worried about it, he comes out with this, which is really inappropriate. He says, I highly doubt that my brother is ravishing your sister. <gasps> and um, Kate is quite shocked. She's Mr. Bridgerton. And then <laughs> Daphne is overheard it and she's like, Colin, that is not funny. Um, because obviously it is, it touches a nerve. I mean, it's it's really inappropriate, also, isn't they it? they never talk about things like ravishing. Like, it's just not talked about at all, is it? It's really inappropriate. So I was like, fair play, Colin. Jesus, you naughty boy. And also, no one wants to think about your sister being ravished by a guy whose family you're with in their property. Like, because he might be. Mm. He could actually, that is a very slight, they know what he's like. But what's really funny is then it cuts to Anthony. Mm. And he hasn't even been with Edwina the whole time. He's doing it on purpose just to wind Kate up. So he's actually just stood in his study and he's waiting for Edwina to come down. Oh, but he's not doing that on purpose. Like, yeah, he's waiting he says, for... no, no, no. He says he's purposely done it to wind Miss Sharma up and he loves imagining her with steam coming out of her ears. But I thought he was going to do that, but was going to be kind. But then Edwina's taking so long. He's like, no. oh my God, is, that, is this what my life's going to look like? Waiting for Edwina to get ready. He does say that, but he said he's been purposely sat in the study for 40 minutes. He's only been waiting for Edwina for 20 minutes and oh that he's, he's doing it to wind her up because he knows it's going to piss her off so much. He's so bad, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but then he does say Edwina is now running 10 minutes late, which I, I hate it when people are late, really gets on my nerves. And then he says, is this, a, you know, is this a sign of being married to her? Is it going to be the kind of marriage where he's constantly sitting around waiting for her? Yeah. And that, he doesn't really love that idea. And also, he might be feeling a little bit bad now because he didn't know that Edwina would run an additional 10 minutes late. So he might be thinking, oh, actually, like what was actually aimed to be a little bit of a dig could actually cause quite a lot of concern for Kate. I don't know. He just seems to find it amusing. I think he, li- I think he likes winding her up, which is, I think it's a form of flirtation when you do yeah, that. Yeah, because you want to, yeah, you want to get a reaction or a rise out mm. of someone, don't you? But what's interesting is when Edwina finally comes down and he appreciates that she's beautiful. He's like, she looks beautiful, but he feels nothing. There's no stir in there. There's no, like, urge to kiss her. There's no desire. Yeah. But what's interesting is he said, maybe it's a good thing, like, desire in a marriage would have been nice. He doesn't want love, but desire would have been nice. Yeah. But perhaps desire could lead to, lead to love. 
Whereas disinterest, calm. And I was like, wow, what, <laughs> what a word to use to describe your fiancé, disinterest. Disinterest is worse than hate, because at least, hate's not very nice, but at least there's enough emotion there. Yeah, I mean? you, and it, it's just quite unpleasant. It's, it's, it's unpleasant. And it is bad, you're right. The fact that he would commit this poor woman to a loveless, sexless, mm. attractive, lack of attractive, like, she deserves more than that. And if you want it to be like that, just be honest with her and say, look, I am looking for a purely transactional marriage. Yeah. You will get these benefits. You'll get money. You'll get a nice house. You'll get a title. But is that OK? Is this a tra- Can this be a transactional yeah. thing? To go into something and not... She's quite a romantic person, isn't she? Yeah. And that actually leads to the next bit. So the next bit, when they are spending a bit of time together, she asks him a series of questions because she wants to get to know him. Yeah, so at the start, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? So they, mm. they walk down to the courts and it says they talk about today's weather, they talk about yesterday's weather, and then there's like a silence of three minutes. And I'm like, oh, this is really awkward. Mm. And Edwina is obviously trying to fill that silence. So she says, what did you study at university? And he was quite taken aback. He's like, that's not a, a question I've ever heard from a woman. Whereas I feel like in the TV show, they didn't show that from Edwina. They just showed her as being quite ordinary and not interesting. You say that, but there was that scene, there was that episode where Edwina and Anthony are seated on a sofa together and she asks him very specific questions about what he likes to read. Yeah, and, and they you, bond. I remember you didn't really like that scene. And then you could also see Lady Mama Bridgerton, who was that lady who was sponsoring? Danbury. Danbury, sort of sitting playing cards, listening to the conversation. So that scene was probably taken from this conversation. Yeah, about... you're right. Because then they start to talk about what he studied and what books they read. And she likes to read books. And he's starting to think, oh, okay, maybe she, there is something that, yeah, maybe she does have a brain. Um, And then she says something, I can't remember what it is. And he says, oh, he basically realizes that she's more impertinent than she realized. And he starts to maybe think maybe there's that similarity to Kate there. Yeah. Um. Why does he think she's impertinent? What does she say? I can't remember. She makes a joke about reading philosophy or he makes, she makes a joke about Kate. she tries, while you're looking, she asked him what he studied and he said the usual. And she was like, what is the usual? So she doesn't let it go. And then he says history and a little bit of literature. And that's, and then I think there must be something that happens after that for... Oh, this is what I liked. And it's, it did sound like something Kate would say. So she, Edwina says, because um, he says, I'd have to agree with your sister about philosophy books or something. And Edwina says, you agree with Kate. I feel I should find a notebook and record the moment. Surely this must be a first. And then Anthony, he gave a sideways assessing sort of glance. You're more impertinent than you let on, aren't you? Not half as much as Kate. That was never a doubt. And then he, she lets out a giggle. So there's something brewing, isn't there? There is something there. But again, I get almost like a fatherly vibe off him. Like, he just doesn't... It's like he's so disinterested that even when she does something that might turn him on, he thinks of Kate. Yeah. It's like he's trying really hard to, like, get it up. Yeah. And then he's like... There was a couple of twitches there yeah. where it was, like, kind of a semi. But... And then that was nothing. It just and there was went no soft on. again. Yeah, it went soft again. And that's the thing, isn't it? He's... Without knowing it, he's so actually so interested in Kate that he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the scope to be turned on. Yeah, even though she's pretty, even though I'm sure she's a nice person, he's just not feeling it. I think he should try giving her a little kiss and see what happens. 
the way he describes her, it was almost not like repulse, but it's like he just wouldn't. He what did he call it? An innocent. It was a crime. He says. It was a crime against nature that he didn't want to kiss her or something. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty bad. But I think if Kate wasn't in the picture, I think he he would be more open to finding her alluring. No, I don't know. Part of the reason why he wants her as his wife is because he just did not get a boner looking at her. Yeah, but come on. He's supposed to be a rake, which means he likes to share beautiful women. That's what a rake does. Although... And I feel like if Kate wasn't... He's constantly comparing Edwina to Kate. Yeah. Because he's got that, that desire towards Kate... He can't have it for Edwina. But we know that he liked that Rosso opera singer because she had she was direct and she had a bit of fire. Maybe mm. he's not as much of a rake as we're led to believe and maybe he is actually only drawn to really direct, like, a very specific type of woman. Maybe. Like, maybe he's got a bit of a thing with Lady Danbury. Probably. Do you ever think he's had, like, a five-knuckle five knuckle shuffle? Uh. Five-knuckle five shuffle to Lady Danbury when oh. he's in the bar? I don't know, he could have any woman he wants, but I guess if he's got mummy issues, maybe? I don't know, Chrissy. I really wish he hadn't gone there. <laughs> um, I can see it happening. But you know, Lady Danbury's hot, so I Yeah, you love really... Lady Danbury. Okay, what else? So they have a little chat, and then what does he realise from that conversation? That, he... that there's a slight peaking of interest, but not a massive amount, to be honest. Does he recognise that it's not a lot? Well, no, that's just our interpretation, isn't it, from what? So what do they do? So they just talk so then, and then... The basically, they're just walking towards the croquet pal-mal match thing and then Anthony interrupts the conversation by almost swearing because he realises that Kate has the mallet of death. So it's all gone back to Kate again. Kate's distracting him. Yeah. We also totally missed out the whole section where Colin and Daphne are talking about the game and how competitive it is. And then when they all go to choose their mallet... I just didn't see the point. Like They went into a lot of detail about... Colin's going to have the green one and then so-and-so's going to have a blue one and Kate's got the black one and that means Anthony has to have the purple or the pink. And I was just like, why is this into so much detail? Firstly, I think it was because Kate got to choose first. She chose the black mallet and it was Anthony's mallet. So again, shoving it down But they don't say that in the book. They do. Do they? They say the mallet of death. Yeah, but they don't say that's Anthony's. Whereas in the TV show, they go, oh, Anthony always picked that mallet because I was eye-rolling like, of course he does. Okay, but then the other idea is that it was just kind of to reinforce, I think, how the family are really close, but they also like to take the piss out of each other. So they purposely do it so that Anthony ends up with the pink one. Yeah, and, but why funny. is that funny? Is it because pink's a girl's colour? Because in those days, actually, pink wasn't. What? Yeah. What it, but is that what they were doing? Like, oh, yeah, like Anthony he... has to use a pink mallet. That's hilarious. Pink is... He's going to look like Hang a girl. On. So pink isn't, wasn't a girl's colour? Well, traditionally, no. Pink was worn by boys and blues were worn by girls. It's what? weird. Yeah. When was this? Fun fact. Around that time. So I think that's a modern joke. Is that what they were doing? Because it wasn't clear. Like, ha ha. Yeah, like in my head it was like, yeah. oh, he's not going to like the fact that he's got a colour that's linked with girls. And also, how unconfident is he in his masculinity that having a pink mallet is going to upset him? True. But I thought it was funny how um, Colin threw the other mullet into the shed. Yeah, I like Colin so much more. Oh my more god, Colin's in so this hot. Then in yeah. the TV show and in the first book, I was just like, there's a pompousness about him in the TV show, but in the book, mm. he's actually really quite charming and funny. He's hilarious. Oh my god, he, he just basically said, "Don't worry, love. My sister's not banging. My brother's <laughs> not banging your sister in the study." So he's funny. and it was like Colin. I love it because you don't. I didn't think of Colin in a very sexual way at all. Maybe because he was so prim and proper and gentlemanly in season one, Marina. I can't even imagine him kissing. We haven't even seen him kiss anyone. Well, hopefully in the next book, 
you know, I can he'll sow his wild oats around the town and we'll get no, to read about that. I don't want him to. He needs to get experience. No. He can't marry Penelope as a virgin. No, do I want to see that. I want them both to do way more sexual stuff than, than that's what happened so far. Well, obviously, once they're married. I w- no, no. I want yes. season three to be about them discovering that together. And I want it to be lots more like oh, hidden. Oh, I'm not into the virgin thing. Please. No, please don't ruin it to me. He won't know where to put it. No, he will. He's got older brothers. They'll show him. <laughs> or maybe Benedict will take him to like a classy yeah, that's orgy what I want. and instruct him. But you just said you didn't want that to happen. You want him to go in as a virgin. I just want him and Penelope. Yeah, it's tricky. Hmm. Okay. Let's know what then? you think. Do you want Colin to be with Penelope Virgin until the day he gets married? This is and a they poll. explore their breaking their virginity together on their wedding night. Or would you like to see Colin get some more sexual experience um before the marriage night? We'll do a poll. So to word that would it be do we want do we We want... can figure that out later. Okay. <laughs> Let's is not pull Is it an inappropriate poll? No. I don't think so. We, Why is that should inappropriate? Should we ask a poll if this poll is inappropriate? <laughs> we'll do a poll for the poll. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we will do the next chapter. It's all spicing up. So oh don't, God, yeah. please follow um, and like. And do leave a review if you like it. If you don't like it, please don't leave a review. Um, because apparently that helps us get found on like Spotify and Audible if you leave a nice review. That would be awesome. But you can't leave a comment on Spotify. You can just do a star. But you can oh. do a review on Audible. And then please come and say hi on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Bridgeton bitches, Bridgeton girls. We're better now. We're going to get back onto replying. Sorry. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.